Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Hello, Intelligentsia. Another episode of the Jeffers Brief. All stations, this is Crystal Palace. Stand by for a message from Brassett. There you go. Got a message for y'all. Um, for those of you who listen to the show in Europe, and there's quite a, quite a few of you, actually, you need to understand something. We're about, mm, you're about eight to nine, I want to say eight to seven weeks before your grain reserves run out. I, I know, I talked about it in my last episode. For you people, listeners in the United States, my favorite listeners, the intelligentsia themselves. Uh, yeah, grain reserves run out in Western Europe. They only got eight to seven weeks left. Two things will probably happen. One, if they run out, you can bet the United States will fill, try to fill that void. And while it is true only 15% of the food that we consume here in the United States is imported, wait till you see the price of bread. And anything made of the grain goes skyrocketing. Meanwhile, our president decided today after Memorial Day, I got to meet with the K-pop group BTS. We got to talk about Asian hate crimes, diversity, yada, yada, yada. Everything that's going on with this country, and he has to meet with a bunch of, shall we say, adolescent music group. I'm trying to censor myself before I really go crazy. So, second thing that could happen, Western navies flow into the Black Sea and run the Russian blockade and to free those grain shipments. Because right now, the grain that is being harvested is being shipped to Russia. Something to keep an eye on, my friends. Yes, 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 it's coming. Hope your Memorial Day was a sound and reflective and relaxing day to think things over. A few preppers out there. Again, you're out there. I know you're there. Let us discuss, shall we? The government, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you, you, if you're new to the show, I am of the firm belief that social media is the toilet of the internet. It just is. However, uh, now. <laughs> Some people say, why, why, why are you reading, you know, newspapers and news sources outside the United States? Because the mainstream media here, there are many things that they will, will not, will not publish in print. In fact, I got a message from one of the uh, listeners. Why are you listening to the Daily Mail? They'll print anything. That's right. They will print anything. Unlike the mainstream media, who will, shall we say, kowtow to the elites here in the, in the mainstream media in the United States. 
But according to uh, the Daily Mail, it's been revealed the government's secret plans for apocalyptic events include total takeover or shutdown of the citizens' communication networks. I've told you many times, my friends, you need to start getting your own communications equipment together. You, even if it's just a basic setup, you're going to need it. Now, newly disclosed documents have revealed the United States government plans in the event of a potential apocalypse, which include putting the kibosh on all civilian communications during wartime. The previously classified files obtained by the New York University nonpartisan nonprofit, the Brennan Center for Justice, if, that is, if that's who it's named after who I think it is, well, there you go. Detail wartime powers the president can enact in the case of a national emergency, such as a nuclear attack. The center obtained the 500-page file through a Freedom of Information Act request, and a further 6,000 pages were kept classified. Several of the files, which were all penned during the administration of George W. Bush, detail a law that permits the president to take over or shut down communication networks in wartime. The policy called the Communications Act asserts that during the continuance of a war in which the United States is engaged, the president is authorized if he finds it necessary for the national defense and security, which is the age-old cry of the oppressors, to nix civilians' means of communication. In other words, that's it. Now, take this and put it with the Ministry of Truth. Ah! Now, he may, gave, he may give these directions at and for such times as he may determine. And the guidance goes on and may modify, change, suspend, annul, or for any other such purpose he is authorized to issue orders directly or through such person or persons he designates for the purpose. Hence, the Ministry of Truth. Hmm. Kind of start, kind of, uh... Put some perspective for you, yes. Now, we're going to talk about some stuff here. Um, just bear with it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's every indication that it will. <clears throat> Organic Prepper, guest contributor, nice job, thank you. Uh, you know, the government plans to survive the apocalypse without us. Well, they're going to keep some of us around because without government, let's face it, they can't live without somebody to rule over. Oh, by the way, uh, a note, you know, Chicago has one of the strictest gun control laws in the country, but that didn't stop 54 people from being shot. So yes, when people scream about, we need gun control, all you need to do is look at New York City, Chicago, and look at them. They've got massive, strict gun control, and yet people still keep getting shot. So that means one of two things. One, one, when you see on the news that, for example, this holiday weekend, 54 people were shot, you can say, no, that's not true because Chicago has gun control. Therefore, those no, that did not happen. Or you could say... Gun control just doesn't work. 
Don't want to hear it. Don't care. The first problem today is that journalistic integrity has well gone extinct. Lord Acton's famous phrase, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, is used broadly against all facets of life. Its original intent, however, was to denounce the kowtowing that occurred by journalists who skewed and distorted regular or you know, objective reporting in order to align their words with the desires of kings, courts, and elected officialdom. The second problem, readerships demand certification, authentication, and evidence on every piece of factual information, and that's fine to a certain point. The reason, if one is looking for hard camera footage, confessions in writing, or 100 educated, accredited witnesses, they'll still meet with the cul-de-sac and in an incompletion that does not finalize the verdict. And that's where we are today. You know, sometimes pieces stay missing of a puzzle. Case in point, Kennedy assassination. It is then that readers and listeners must truly become Sherlock Holmes, a detective who utilizes the facts as powerful tools to help him fill in the gaps and enable him to solve the mystery, either by tying together available facts or by brilliant deduction, which, by the way, many of us just don't do. And with this brilliant deduction is through the educated hypothesis supported by facts. You are entitled to your opinion. You are not entitled to your own facts, despite what the Democratic Party would have you believe. All right. As we get started, I want you to kind of think of um, when you're looking at things, reading online, uh, watching stuff online. Critical, objective thinking hones speculation from the possible to the probable. Now, such thinking reduces errors, I submit to you, that we all collect data and sift the facts from the stream of knowledge, applying them to make practical decisions as well as educate hypotheses. That's how critical thought and action works. Cool, right? Now you, the intelligentsia, are already doing it by listening to this show. Hopefully we, you can follow some of the stuff we're going to talk and about and then blend them with what you're doing, adding to your own strengths and skills. First of all, we're going to talk a little bit about bunkers. Now I'm not anti-government. I'm against oppressors masquerading as government while exempting themselves from both the rule of law and from accountability to the people. We the people, as enumerated and specified in the Constitution of the United States of America. You know, it makes me giggle when people say, we gave all this money to a corrupt government and country, you know, and they're talking about Ukraine. My response is, have you seen Washington, D.C. lately? Have you, <laughs> have you taken a look at their for your corruptness. 
But there are Nazis in Ukraine. There are Nazis here in the United States. Period. And I'm not talking about the you know the vast right wing conspiracy. I'm not. There are people who do belong to the Nazi party here in the United States. Still. Think about it before you start running your mouth trying to parrot what you think everybody on social media is talking about and doing. I need my coffee here. Fully leaded, of course. Now, the United States government has been sequestering monies and supplies from the American taxpayer and allocating them for projects that only benefit themselves, their operatives, and their supporters. Our tax money, or the taxpayer money, the powers that be render decisions and actions in the name of national security that are clandestine, secret, and outside of any accountability. COD, or the Continuity of Government Precept, is the term applied to all actions and measures taken by the government to protect and preserve itself. How many times have I said, The government is the final arbiter of its own power. Now, continuing its, its government over the people after collapse or uh, cataclysm, other, either natural or man-made, when such a collapse occurs, there are scores of facilities and dumps, which are deep underground military bases already fully constructed and stocked with provisions for one purpose to protect elected officials and their families and preserve the forms and mechanisms of the system known as government. So let's list a few of these facilities here, keeping in mind that this list is incomplete as it should be. We got Raven Rock Mountain in Pennsylvania, Cheyenne Mountain Complex in Colorado, the Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center in Virginia, Mount Pony in Virginia, the Warrington Training Center in Virginia, White Sulphur Springs in West Virginia. You know, most of them are there in the East Coast. Just outside D.C., the Beltway. Now, undoubtedly, you've heard of many of these places. They're neither figments of imagination nor are they defunct tourist attractions. For further information on one of them, read Raven Rock, the story of the U.S. government's secret plan to save itself while the rest of us die by journalist Garrett Graff. The work is candidly honest, written in an expository style that is very organized and technical in its presentation, and it has to be. So let's talk about laws. Okay, first, during the Revolutionary War, we had taxation without representation. Now, today we have taxation with misrepresentation. Remember the character of Benjamin Martin's words, that's Mel Gibson of the Patriot, that rang true. An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king. We are faced with a plethora of circumstances, both domestically and worldwide. The culmination of any of which can lead to a complete collapse of the entire world and all of its systems. Domestically, we could see a total economic meltdown, a civil war, or more crippling policies instituted or forced on the populace 
due to the current pandemic. Worldwide, we're looking at powder kegs in Taiwan between China and the U.S. The still existing state of war situation between North and South Korea, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict, a proxy war between NATO and the former Soviet Russians and its allies. Any of these can escalate into World War III in an instant. In the meantime, let the government's own words and the words of its innumerable departments serve as prima facie evidence of their malevolence. So let's start out with H.R. 5122, the John Warner National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2007, which reads in part, and I quote, expansion of the president's power to declare martial law under revisions to the Insurrection Act and take charge of United States National Guard troops without state governor authorization when public order has been lost and the state and its constituted authorities cannot enforce the law. End quote. That law's sunset clause was due to expire in 2012, but that clause was repealed. Now, since then, the NDAA has been updated and reinstituted every year in our perpetual war on terror. The Amendment of 2008, Section uh, 333, quote, an interference with state and federal law is another eye-opener as follows. Quote, the president, by using the militia or the armed forces, or both, or by any other means, shall take such measures as he considers necessary to suppress in a state any insurrections, domestic violence, unlawful combination or conspiracy." End quote. So the threat of terrorism or insurrection has been addressed and posse comitatus, the prohibition of using federal troops on U.S. soil, goes out the window on a subjective call. Now, let's jump forward to 2012 to the National Defense Resources Preparedness Executive Order number 13603 by Barack Obama, stating in part that it, quote, provides the framework and authority for the allocation or appropriation of resources, materials, and services to promote national defense, end quote. Now, Obama's administration defended this overreach vigorously, yet the language is clear. The difference lies between the two words allocation and appropriation. The latter, appropriation, refers to obtaining something that is not yet in the ownership of the one seeking to possess it. No facet of the American economy was left unturned, including the ability of the president and his czars to force civilians to labor. In essence, forced labor or, or, or slavery as determined by the administration. So here are the key provisions of those laws mentioned. Number one, enables the president to declare more martial law subjectively. Two, allows federal troops, allows federal troop use against citizens to halt insurrection, real or not. Three, enables the president to commandeer any resource in the United States, whether that resource is public or private, without permission. All these are parroted with the perpetual mantra of, in the interest of national security. This has happened before. Justification is created under the color of law to enable the heinous and even treasonous acts of tyrants. 
They shackle the citizens, make them serfs, and they are chained with laws. The people are buried under an avalanche of printed papers, kept in their cages by a system that perpetuates itself. Nothing is new under the sun. Now, next quote comes from a great document. Tyranny happened before. The document was sacred call for freedom. Tyrants shrink from it akin to vampires in the sunlight. Quote, he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. End quote. Yeah, it all happened under King George III. It isn't just them, however. We enabled the tyranny. We, the people, have enabled it with our complacency. Now let's return to the uh, to Cog, as mentioned earlier. Continuity of government. PD 51. All right. The quote, National Security and Homeland Security Presidential Directive 51 is the official title of the document that allows for Cog to operate. It covers a catastrophic emergency, and the document listed as quote, any incident, regardless of location, that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualties, damage, or disruptions severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy, or government functions, end quote. Most of the document is secret. <laughs> yeah, go figure that, right? And the details are not released in, in, you ready? Come on, let's say it together, in the interest of national security. Now, this directive spells out what they will do. Without any transparency or accountability in the wake of catastrophic event or collapse, in essence, it creates a secret shadow government that does not answer to Congress or the Supreme Court and is completely unable to be held accountable. All of these laws and provisions were the gravy, and now we're going into the meat and potatoes. So let's talk about recalls. You've undoubtedly all heard of the complex bunker structure and tunnels that exist beneath the Denver International Airport. So many documentaries have been filmed by Jesse Ventura huh, and others that the list of those films alone would fill the pages. So keep this point in mind. The government, remember, swore up and down that Area 51 didn't exist. You remember that? Now, the existence of Area 51 is categorically denied, scoffed and at, ridiculed, and labeled as a conspiracy theory for more than 50 years. Then, a FOIA request led to the admission by the federal government the base, the one they denied existed, did in fact both exist and function. If you go into my earlier shows when we were on Blog Talk Radio, I spoke to one of the uh, writers of the book, who worked at Area 51. He also did a lot more than work at Area 51. Now, the United States government is currently operating, staffing, and provision, provisioning dozens of bases and bunkers throughout the United States. They are responsible for shortages suffered in the mainstream U.S. economy. So let's discuss, let's discuss food recalls. First, let's pay a visit to some government sites and reference their own words. For an eye-opener, take in USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, press release number 
0264.41 entitled USDA establishes food purchase program to transform the food system build back better via local food purchase and you could you could find it on the usda.gov page but guess what mm, not there anymore if you're familiar with the Soviet Union they the Communist Party came up with a ridiculous five-year plans for agriculture that were perfect examples of how bureaucracy can ruin free enterprise without producing anything in the end and yes we have too many bureaucrats in our government I mean way too many so let's address food recalls now now this expert comes from a piece entitled the FDA regulations for food distribution warehouses and it's very specific quote the FDA has the power to call for the recall of any food that might be contaminated or incorrectly labeled if they the food warehouses fail to comply then the FDA has authority to shut down all processing and distribution end quote well, this it goes on to describe repeatedly the draconian powers of the FDA has at its command and the forms of fines shuts down and how it holds power over the food industry want to store your own food as you should be as preppers you should be storing your own food another piece gives some amounts where do recalled products end up and we found this at uh, the website for the people.com forward slash blog list the USDA is recalling more than 58 million pounds of food in 2016 and here's the kicker from the article taking note of the underlying portions I'm going to tell you about quote these recalled food products will generally be disposed of in a landfill or by incineration or I'm sorry integration well it will be integrated or by incineration according to the FDA however not all recalled food necessarily ends up in landfills depending on the reason for the recall there is an entire secondary market that takes tainted meat such as raw meats that tested positive for E. coli and safely cooks them into processed foods according to a 2016 report by BuzzFeed these formerly tainted processed foods can be found in your supermarket freezer section in fast food or even in pet food and this method is USDA approved yes yes and there's nothing that says that the labels has to specify that meat was once tainted and I'm talking about this for a reason the section recalls and outbreaks on the site foodsafety.gov gives some information on food recalls another organization the FSIS or food safety and inspection service it's an arm of the USDA inspects meat poultry and eggs from US plants then their article understanding food recalls provides an interesting part under the subheading who decides when a recall is necessary the FSIS has the legal authority to detain and seize products in commerce end quote 
The trucking is what this means along with all processing and distribution. They've given themselves the authority to detain and seize as determined subjectively. Superficially, it's for public safety or to protect the public. In reality, as mentioned above, they regularly take tainted meat and cook it until it's deemed safe. More than a decade ago, I went through the uh, Montana Master Food Preserver course for home canning, dehydrating, and preservation of foods. I did not. I know people that have. Uh, many, many years before, we, you could take the, the uh, Serve Safe course. And both courses of instruction are adamant about the basic rule of food sanitation. You can't clean up diseased or contaminated foods by cooking them after the fact. This only... This can only mean one of two things. One, either a tiny sample of overall product was contaminated or none of it was contaminated at all. I'm going to say it again. If you have taken a basic food sanitation course, you can't clean up diseased or contaminated foods by cooking them after the fact. So it can only mean one of two things, either a tiny sample of overall product was contaminated or none of it was contaminated at all. Now, too many moneyed interests are at work here, along with the biggest money grubber of all, the federal government, who I call the biggest whorehouse in the country. So you see, they make up the rules as they go along. Why? Primarily for control over us. But on lesser issues, here are the reasons why. Now, Number one, if you remember, March 30th, 2022, peanut butter, Skippy Foods, a division of Hormel Foods, three varieties and more than 9,000 cases, totaling more than 161,000 pounds. The reason was that a limited number of jars might have contained metal fragments. Number two, April 25th, 2022, ground beef, Lakeside, Refrigerated Services of New Jersey, recalls more than 120,000 pounds of ground beef due to possible E. coli contamination. April 29th to May 7th, 2022. Chicken. More than 585,000 pounds because, quote, the USDA said they might, might have been undercooked. End quote. And of course, here we have the the most humiliating of all baby formula. This shortage has been a nightmare that has had Biden backpedaling on the ropes. And for the past six months, U.S. babies have not had enough formula after the FDA shut down the Abbott Nutrition Facility in Michigan, the U.S.'s former major producer of formula. The punchline, as reported in the Daily Mail, on May 17, 2022, by Natasha Anderson, Republican Congresswoman Kat K. Mack of Florida, good job, Kat, took a trip to the border of Mexico. Surprise, surprise, surprise. She didn't find Gomer Pyle, but she did find many, I repeat, many warehouses packed to the gills with baby formula. And it's not being stockpiled there for American babies, mind you. And the true amount withheld from the supply chain certainly numbers in the millions of pounds. So-called fact-checking organizations have confirmed that this is true, but also that it is required by law to feed infants who are detained. 
so they excuse it away. Now let's talk about, here's a list of some of the most recent examples of food plants burned and destroyed. A May 10th, 2022 article entitled Manufactured Famine. A, la a list of every food plant explosion in the past three years in North America and Mexico has sobering data. The article's information was compiled by a man who recorded these incidents going back to 2019. And in 2022, as of the article's release, there have been 61 reports of food facilities or factories destroyed in just four months. And that amount was almost double the number in the whole previous year. Those are the facts garnered for you. Now let's go to the heart of the matter. The bottom line is they're gearing up to survive the apocalypse. For decades, successive U.S. administrations have been preparing legally and logistically for a cataclysmic event. Such an event could take the form of natural occurrences or man-made contrivance. Nuclear war, unchecked pandemic, worldwide socioeconomic collapse, or a combination of the two. They have spent trillions of taxpayer dollars on building facilities that would shelter and house the president, his cabinet, the Congress, the Supreme Court, and all of their families and staff members. Those facilities are underground. They are completely provisioned and the cream of the crop of the U.S. military and law enforcement personnel will staff it to guard them. Well, all of them will shelter in these facilities while the rest of us are left to fend for ourselves. They're all taken care of on our dime with our resources, we the people. Their minions, the bureaucrats, if you will, have destroyed or incapacitated the food production facilities. This follows after the Malthusian precepts. Research Thomas Malthus for more information I'm going to tell you about of depopulation. The speculative portion of what I'm telling you here is based on all the presented facts and the conduct of our government over the past 30 years. This is part of a concerted effort at population reduction combined with the seizure of resources and raw materials. The speculative part also takes the form of a question. Do you agree with my assertion? The recall products mentioned have already been sequestered to these bunkers. Let's, let's take it a bit further. Look at what's been done thus far. The U.S. has been literally eviscerated of its industrial base. It was the Democrat governors of these states that shut down in 2020. They shut down their economy. And a political tool to try to get Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. And that, when that wasn't going to work, they, resort, they did resort to cheating. I still have yet for Barr or anybody else that can explain to me in a reasonable way what I saw going on at the ballot counting. Still waiting for that. We've been reduced to the level of a third world semi-banana republic, a country completely dependent upon a service industry. A country where every other government agency and bureaucracy is a self-serving den of thieves that cares nothing for the welfare of the people. 
Where does consent of the governed come into play? Oh yeah, it doesn't. Plain and simple. It's an easy thing, really, for them to siphon those supplies off of the books and into the trucks, or to say the supplies have all been incinerated, to hide the truth. Theft becomes appropriation, and the reason will always be the same in the age-old cry of the oppressor in the interest of national security. Some believe we are teetering on the precipice of an all-out nuclear war, a global famine, or a worsening global pandemic, and a complete economic and social collapse. I'm telling you this because it's important to take diverse and seemingly unrelated information and tie it all together. Throw out a net when you do research. Leave no stone unturned. Critical thought and thinking outside the box made this country great. Such dreams were birthed by those poor, tired souls yearning for the chance to breathe free air. Our forebears who came here, our families, Americans. Now, we owe it to our families to not go gently into that good night. We owe it to ourselves to take a stand, to prepare for what's coming. Prep and pray like there's no tomorrow. I'm telling you, I've been telling you. For two years, I point out things to you. And two great challenges must be overcome. We must survive what they intend to subject us to. What they intend to subject us to. And then when the dust settles from the ruins, we have to build the world into a better one than it is now without the Democratic Party. That would be nice. And if you have a politician that you elected who's been sitting there for more than a term or two, vote them out. Have faith in God, in yourselves, and take care of one another. We will win. Jeremiah Johnson is the author. And he's right. Think about what we've been talking about, what I've been telling you. I don't have all the answers, but I do I can I can read. You can read too. Think about it. If you're like I said, a lot of you listen to this in Western Europe. You have a, I, you know what, I would say this, I would, I forget what the official countdown is because you're not going to find it. Assume you've got six to five weeks of grain reserves left. I, I would, I would if I were you, if you buy bread at the store, you might want to consider, consider learning how to bake your own bread. United States, you listeners here, you listeners in Canada, learn to start making your own bread. First of all, it's probably healthier for you anyways. And two, it's going to be cheaper. Prices are going up, my friends. 
they're going up again. Think about this. Think hard. I would suggest, listen to me. Hear me now, believe me later. Some of you have done that. Most of you laugh at me. I get it. You don't believe it till it happens. That's okay. That's okay, Frank. I don't care. But you do need this. You need to know this. Go to the dollar stores in your area and start buying cases of food and put it aside. You need to start doing that now. Now! The clock is ticking. For you people in the United States, the winter uh, grain harvest was a very dry winter. And now they've been hit with a very soggy spring. Guess what that means for the harvest? Governments around the planet are not going to tell you these things. They're not going to emphasize it. They aren't. Because they can't handle the panic that may result from the population learning the truth. Instead of addressing it, like for example, with the baby formula shortage here in the United States, which is a disgrace and a humiliation as far as I'm concerned. Instead of dealing with the problem when they learned about it, they just kicked it down the road a few months. Eh, we'll deal with it when the time comes, we'll deal with it when the time comes. What they weren't expecting was to deal with it this soon. Congresswoman Kamak, thank you. She's the one that exposed all those pallets sitting at the border, sitting in the warehouses. Well, American parents are scrambling. I went to Meyer this weekend specifically to look, see the baby formula. If your child has milk allergies or whatnot, you're going to pay, first of all, limit of two, $40 for that particular formula. The rest was nothing cheaper than $18. Baby formula. And this government has the balls to sit there. We're going to be with a Korean pop group. Yay. Fuck you. And they wonder why the American people don't trust the government. Why would we? You knew about this shortage and you still did nothing about it. You can all kiss both sides of my ass. That's how I don't even have grandchildren. I don't have any small children. That's how angry I am. And I've got no dog in the fight other than the fact my fellow Americans who are trying to raise families can't. And this government sits there in the Oval Office muttering to himself and stumbling around. How dare they?
And you got Congress worried about, oh, we got January 6th protesters. Fuck you too. Get over it. You didn't give a shit when they were burning down the cities the summer before, did you? No, this is all political theater. And it's costing each and every one of us the price of admission. I don't know. Look, Biden has nothing left. Nothing left in his bullets. He's got no bullets left to try to solve the energy problem. And he hasn't got the brains God gave trees right now to realize his policies and those of the Democrats are harming the American people. we got to go to green energy. Really? Really? No. They'll tell you how they're for the people. Well, which people are you for? Those that make over a million dollars a year, I would be my suggestion. That sure as hell isn't me, and that's all right. You've seen me. Well, this is what happens when I get over-caffeinated. I start to lose it because I've been suppressing it and watching and watching. And instead, we're worried about, we got that idiot vice president. You take, I have never known anybody take an AR-15 to war. And I was in the military and I never saw an AR-15 anywhere on the base. Nowhere. I didn't even see it. And she sits there and says, you got these weapons of war. They're assault weapons. Yeah, they're using less than 1%. They're not assault weapons. You have no idea what the definition is of an assault weapon. The military has assault weapons. Which, by the way, the American people are denied from having. All right. All right. Start stockpiling now. Start start accumulating the ingredients to make your own bread or any other anything cereal made from grains. You better start doing something quickly. The clock is ticking. Alright, I'm John Jeffers here on Jeffers Brief. Thanks for listening. For this week, prep now, live tomorrow. Have an American day. Even if you don't live here in the United States, you can have an American day just the same. Until next week.